punter. That's his range. It's good. He's red hot, folks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. Virtus Bologna are the 2018-19 Champions League winners. They took down Tenerife 73-61 to in the final on Sunday. Here to break down that game with me is David Hine. Dave, this was a dominant Virtus performance once again. After they shut down Bomberg in the semifinals, they came out and did the same thing to Tenerife. They never trailed in the final four. Uh, what, what did you think of this just dominant Bologna performance this weekend? Yeah, the black V is back. <laughs> uh, I mean, you had Kelvin Martin uh, grab that steal and dunk, uh, you know, in the opening seconds. And then punter just uh, started doing punter things right from the beginning. And you thought, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, just, Hey man, congrats. Uh, you know, really, uh, if you put it all together and think about it all, you know, really a, kind of a crazy year for, for, for Bologna. Um, and, uh, uh, without a doubt, worthy champions, uh, fantastic performance defensively and, and did more than enough offensively. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you you have to definitely tip your hat to them. Yeah, no doubt. A well-deserved title for Virtus Bologna. They completely dominated the Final Four. Kevin Punter is our Final Four MVP. 21 points in the semifinals on Friday against Bomberg. He followed it up with 26 against Tenerife in the final, including 5 of 5 from the three-point line. And Dave, you mentioned it. Kelvin Martin set the tone with that steal and dunk on the first play of the game. And then Amathum Bai hit this gorgeous little one-foot turnaround in the post. And then Punter with a deep three. That got Bologna out to a 7-0 to zero lead, and they never looked back from there. Punter hit three three-pointers in the first four minutes of the game. He was up to 20 points uh, by midway through the third quarter. Just an incredible shot-making performance from him. Tenerife kept losing him, kept leaving him open. He's the one guy on Bologna that you cannot leave open, especially when he's in the zone like he was this weekend during the Final Four. He's the all-time leading scorer in the Champions League. He's the all-time leading scorer in the Final Four. Now he's the all-time leading scorer in the BCL Finals as well with 46 points. Uh, he's also the only man to win the Champions League trophy twice. He won it last year with Ike, stepped up again when his team needed him most in this one. And Dave, you know, Punter got it done on the offensive end. Amathan Bai also was, was fantastic offensively. He had 13 points in the first half. Finished with 16, uh, but really, you know, was was a crucial part of Bologna building that early lead. But I think the story of this game has got to be Bologna's defense, where they just completely took Tenerife out of the rhythm of their offense. You know, everybody who's been on this show that we've talked to about Tenerife, whether it was a player, whether it was, you know, Dominic Waters, uh, some of the guys that, that faced them in the playoffs, Ryan Pannone, the assistant coach for Hapwell Jerusalem, all of these guys raved about Tenerife's offense, their ball movement. Uh, you know, this was one of the best offenses throughout the season. Bologna completely shut them down with their physicality, held them to 28% shooting from the field, 13% shooting from the three-point line. Uh, Dave, you know, this is just just an incredible defensive performance from Bologna. I mean, you know, okay, you look at all those misses and you think, okay, well, you know, they definitely probably could have made some of them, but, you know, uh, they missed their first 14 three-pointers, uh, zero assists in the first 13 minutes. I mean, that just doesn't wow. happen to any Tenerife team. Um 
Uh, and really, the only thing that was uh, that was keeping them, I guess, quote in the game, if you will. I mean, I guess within striking distance was the offensive rebounds. I mean, I kept I kept the tally, and and every time every time a missed free throw a missed three would be added, there would be a, a an added offensive rebound. They were at oh they were at oh for fourteen. Um, uh, they missed their first 14 three-pointers and they had 14 offensive rebounds uh at that point um and really Iverson was really the only guy uh that was that was really keeping him in the game Byron had a couple of uh, baskets to kind of maybe do a little bit there but uh yeah I mean they 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 just uh took uh, uh Bologna took Tenerife totally out of their game and uh and you know you mentioned punter you know those those weren't just threes. Those were long threes, you know, especially those first three in the first four minutes. And you're like, man, and, and, and he had, he had a guy, he had a hand in his face too. And, and, you know, it was just like, he's like, this ain't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, at the end, at the end of the, uh, of the, of the semifinal, he said, you know, business ain't done yet, you know, and he went and, uh, and, and really showed from the very start, um, that, uh, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it's already an eleven point lead after four minutes, and uh, and 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 you know that he's going to be able to light it up, and um, yeah, I mean, you you kind of have to feel for it for the Tenerife fans that 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 they weren't able to hit anything, uh, and uh, you know they made it interesting. They made it interesting. Uh, I think it was like uh, uh, an eight point game, uh, but they just couldn't uh, they couldn't get the. Uh, couldn't get really the 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 you know over that final hump you know there was the there was a there was the foul and the technical there at like about the three minute mark and you know you thought maybe when when Abramidas and Basas hit those back to back threes and to make it like a ten point game with with uh, or yeah with a ten point game with seven minutes you're like ah okay this could be interesting uh, but uh, you know it was it was bend but never break for for Bologna and. Um, you know, just all game, uh, you know, uh, shutting down the three-pointers, 37, five of 37, you know, and they only took 28 shots inside the arc, you know, so uh, really a lot of, and 20 turnovers. I mean, have, have, when was when when was Tenerife close to 20 turnovers this season? Probably never. Yeah, nightmare, yeah. nightmare offensive performance from Tenerife. A lot of credit has to go to the Bologna defense, of course, just they were so physical, uh, long-armed guys. They were very active, just hands up, covering space, just doing a great job of rotating, smothering Tenerife, not letting them run through the plays that they wanted to run through. You mentioned the three-point shooting numbers, five out of 37 for Tenerife. And a lot of those were open looks, you know. Um, Bologna played great defense. Tenerife, they were able to generate some open looks, but they could just never really get into a rhythm. And I think, you know, e- even some of those misses on open shots, you have to credit the Bologna defense uh, because when Tenerife were able to get open, you know, they just weren't focused or they were tired. Like they they were not in a rhythm or a flow offensively. Um, so e- even their good looks that they would normally hit weren't dropping. You mentioned Tenerife 
cutting the lead down in the fourth quarter. So they entered the fourth quarter trailing by 14. They did cut the lead down to as, as little as six points with a minute 37 left. Javi Bayron had a little putback to cut the lead to six. But then Mario Chalmers with a very clutch turnaround mid-range jumper to put the lead back up to eight uh, with just over a minute left. That was a really big shot by Chalmers. And if you look at the box score, for Mario Chalmers, eight points, three assists, two rebounds, a few turnovers. You know, nothing spectacular there in his 19 minutes, but he made a couple really crucial plays in this game. That jump shot also uh, had a hustle, couple hustle plays, blocking some shots, getting some uh, big rebounds. So, you know, Chalmers is a guy who's won two NBA championships. This is his first time in Europe. He's already helping his team lift a trophy uh, with, with Bologna. So good performance from Chalmers. Also, you know, Tony Taylor, he ended up fouling out of the game on that double technical situation late in the game, but he was excellent, played fantastic defense. He was a a team high plus 19 for Bologna in this game. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for Tony. I was, when I was in Nanterre or when I was in Bologna for their quarterfinal win over Nanterre, I talked to Tony after the game and he was just ecstatic. He had come so close to making the final four the year before, didn't quite get there. So he was just incredibly excited to be there for this one. So happy for those guys to lift the trophy. Virtus Bologna, they definitely deserved it. And you mentioned it, an up and down season from them, you know, kind of a weird year where they started the year on fire, seven and zero out of the gate, uh, looked like a dominant team, and then they got into a bit of a rut, uh, weren't playing as well, made a coaching change, brought in Sasha Georgievich, and um, it wasn't exactly smooth sailing the entire way either. Once once they brought Georgievich in, they struggled against Lamont in the round of 16 initially before advancing. They struggled against Nanterre in the quarterfinals in the first leg before winning it at home. So it wasn't exactly uh, you know the the smoothest path, but they got it done when it mattered most. Incredibly dominant performance in the final four. Uh, Dave, any other kind of points that you wanted to make about this Bologna team? Well, I mean, they didn't, they didn't even make the playoffs in, in Italy, you know, it was funny because, um, uh, you know, Panone, uh, when he, he mentioned that, you know, this was really the only title that Tenerife has, has a chance to win. I mean, I guess they're, they, uh, you know, they're probably going to make the playoffs, but that wasn't exactly the case for, for Bologna as well. And, and I, I tell you what, man, um, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give the shout out to, uh, to Seamus, uh, uh, Oscars, uh, you know, the, the guy who covers the FIBA Europe cup, you know, they got back-to-back titles now, uh, Italy does, uh, with, uh, Venezia last year and Cesare this year, uh, winning the title and now Bologna. Uh, so do we have a little bit, uh, going back to the, the glory days of Italian basketball, you know, this is definitely, uh, you know, a good step uh, in that direction for for the country who you know obviously had so much glory uh, with this you know Virtus Bologna being you know part of that. Um, yeah, you know, you know, this is the first title for them since the Euro Challenge title in in uh, two thousand nine. So ten year anniversary of that uh, title, and and now they get back to to the top of, 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 uh, basketball in, in the league that they're playing in. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, Italian basketball can, had been kind of down, 
uh, you know, Milano had dominated it for a while, and now we're seeing some of these other teams come up and really uh, take charge of the competitions that they're playing in. Yeah, you mentioned that Euro Challenge title in 2009. It was Keith Langford leading them to the trophy in that instance, one of the best scorers in the recent history of European basketball. This time around, it's Kevin Punter leading them to the trophy. He's uh, you know, an up-and-coming player in Europe, 25 years old right now. He'll be 26 for next season. Just an incredible clutch performance from Punter in the Final Four. We mentioned you know, earlier in the season, I think you know, maybe two, three months into the year, we had a podcast where we were saying if our life was on the line, we had to choose one Champions League player <laughs> to take a shot. Who would we want to take it? We both picked Kevin Punter. He did, and then he missed a couple of did, shots. Yeah, too. he did. He went on to miss a couple potential game winners. <laughs> But yeah. he stepped up again when it mattered most in the final four. Just a really incredible performance. I'll say it again, five of five from the three-point line tonight. Also nine of nine at the free throw line. Great focus from him to help his team get the win. Dave, uh, I think that's that's probably all I have to say on this game uh, for Bologna, for Tenerife, you know, we mentioned some of the some of the stats going against them, the poor shooting numbers, the turnovers. Um, n- one thing that stood out to me for Tenerife on the positive side is Javi Bayron, nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, four steals. He had a really good all-around game. And you look at the plus-minus, Bayron was plus two in 30 minutes on court so that means the 10 minutes that he was not on court Bologna outscored them by 14 so you know that's something where you you look at the two-way impact of a guy like Bayron who wasn't able to play in the final four in 2017 when Tenerife missed the or when Tenerife won the title he was really uh you know excited to get there to help his team try to win this one he ended up with a, a solid game overall but just not enough help around him uh, what, what was it that you said about Nicholas Brasino in the preview podcast? <laughs> I, I I said that he he's capable of doing twenty points in a game. I don't remember exactly what he had in the in the semifinals, uh, but he's not going to do it in back to back games. And uh, you know, uh, you mentioned it uh, when we were talking. You know, he's you know oh seven oh five for two for, uh, from threes with two points fouled out in eighteen and a half minutes. You know, so. Uh, not exactly the most efficient game, and and that's, you know, hey, you know, he's one of these guys that you know can you know that is the exact exact uh, you know typifies this team, you know he he's he you know a step up guy who for one game can score eighteen twenty points, uh, but you don't necessarily think he's good, you know you really can't count on uh, on him uh, uh, on doing that in back to back games. Abramidas, you know, he ended up with eighteen. Was 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 four of uh, four of t- uh, twelve from the field. Um, I don't know if I wrote it down, but um, a lot of those points were in the second half. Uh, just a little bit of a uh, you know waking up a little bit too late for uh, for Abramidas. I think you know Iverson, you know, needed that second guy. Uh, I guess maybe third ish guy, whatever. If you want to put put Byron in there as well, but you know Abramidas. You know, stepped up big in the second half, but I, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of five of three point, uh, uh, no, he's, yeah, one of five from three point range. You know, if he hits a, if he hits one or two of those earlier on, maybe he gets the team out of the rut and, and, uh, uh, just not enough early on for, 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 uh, Tim Abramidas. Yeah, he did step up later in the game, but too little, too late from Abramidas. Colton Iverson, 
Uh, he was pretty excellent all game. He was really the only offense for Tenerife early on, just battling in the paint, getting offensive rebounds, getting putbacks. That was really their only hope of, of scoring early on was they were missing shots. Iverson was was picking up the garbage and, and finishing it off. Um, he finished with 11 points, nine rebounds, four of those on the offensive end. But yeah, not enough help. For those guys, uh, Brusino had 17 in the semifinals against Antwerp, four of six from the three-point line. Uh, only only two points though in this one. And I think the <laughs> I think he let the he let the moment and he let the officiating get into his head. So the 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 physical play of Bologna was a factor. You know, Brusino's a skinnier guy. Uh, Bologna were really just kind of shoving him around. He wasn't getting the calls that he was hoping for, and then he would commit some fouls out of frustration. That got him in a lot of trouble. He ended up fouling out without making a very positive impact on the game at all. So a, a tough game for Nicolas Brasino. Uh, similar situation for Rodrigo San Miguel, Lucas Steiger, Ferran Bassis. Like these guys were just ice cold from the outside. They were committing bad fouls. Uh, Pierre Antoine Gillet is another guy who played really well in the semifinals against Antwerp, hit some really big threes, only three points in this game on one of six shooting from the three-point line. Davin White, one of six shooting from the three-point line. Just, uh, you know, a, a really rough night overall for Tenerife. But, you know, got to give them credit for a great season overall. They were one of the best teams during the regular season. Uh, they had a really tough road to make it to the final four. They beat Jerusalem in the quarterfinals and Jerusalem was a team that we all thought could potentially win this thing. So, uh, and then, you know, going up against the hosts Antwerp on Friday in the semifinal, they were excellent in that game. So a, a tough road for Tenerife to get here. They deserve a lot of credit for making it to the final, but it was, it was just disappointing that they couldn't quite finish it off with an effort, uh, you know, that, that we would expect expect to see from them based on their season. Uh, Dave, any, any final words on this game before we move on quickly to the third place game? Yeah, it looks like uh, Everminus had eight, uh, 11 in the in the fourth quarter. So uh, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, again, you know, uh, Black V's back. It's cool to see uh, a club uh, with uh, a lot of tradition and, um, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, a great fan base to, to be back, uh, and, and win a, uh, you know, an important European, uh, championship. So congratulations to the, to the, uh, to the boys in Bologna. Yeah, absolutely. A couple, a couple other quick shout outs. I didn't, don't think we mentioned Yannick Marrera, Dayan Kravich. Those guys played really good defense, uh, throughout the game, especially when they had to switch on to some smaller players. David Corno didn't score, but played some really good defense while he was in there. A total team effort from this Virtus Bologna team. It was great to watch them throughout the season. So congrats to Bologna and to their amazing fans there in Basket City. I'm sure the party is going to be raging tonight and probably go Going on for a few days. We're going to try to get Kevin Punter on the podcast here uh, in the next couple days, uh, but give him some time to celebrate first before we before we talk to him. All right, Dave, let's move on uh, real quickly. We'll touch on the third place game, Telenet Giants Antwerp. 
the hosts of the Final Four won third place, beating Broza Bomberg 72-58. to It was a great performance from Jayshon Tate. He had 16 points, 7 rebounds, uh, was scoring the ball really well early on in the game. Tyler Kalinowski had 10 points for Antwerp. And Bomberg, uh, kind of similar to the semifinal, just didn't really show up. Um, didn't didn't bring the type of effort they needed to as they lost this one by 14 points. Uh, Dave, what, what did you think about, you know, just Antwerp putting a, a really, you know, kind of putting a bow on, on their season, a, a great season for the young Belgian club? I mean, you have to be, you have to be happy for the hosts, you know, uh, if they're not, uh, if they're not winning it, um, to, you know, to get, to win the final game that they play, you know, um, and, and really a, a really great moment for, for Belgian basketball. Uh, you know, we mentioned, uh, a couple of times, you know, that this is the farthest they've been, uh, in the, in, uh, in a major competition and, and, you know, it's, they're hosting it. Um, and I think it would have been a little bit disappointing for them not to have, uh, to, to, for them not to have grabbed, uh, grabbed that third place. Um, uh, you know, on the other hand, you know, Bomberg, okay. You know, there's the disappointment of really having a bad game and, you know, they, they have, they have a really rough road the next, uh, you know, week, uh, in Germany, they have to go, uh, they host Oldenburg play at uh, Bayreuth and uh, and uh, and then host Würzburg. Uh, all of those uh, teams either in the playoffs or fighting for the playoffs, and they're fifth place right now in the German league and trying to to get up to a home court advantage. Uh, so uh, you know, looks a little bit. I know Caesar's only played like six minutes or something like that. Uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, you know, you see Kabolka uh, play 13 minutes. He didn't play in the semifinal. Olinda played uh, 23 minutes. Took uh, took seven shots uh, in scoring 12 points. You know, it, it, it's a little bit of uh, you know we have a tough tough week ahead of us, and uh, and try to uh, you know give give uh, some of our big guns uh, a little bit of a not necessarily rest, but you know. Uh, uh, you know, t- uh, Jashon Tate, great game, six, 16 points, uh, seven rebounds. Uh, Lee only had uh, three points, but he had five assists, zero turnovers, just six turnovers in the game, uh, for, uh, for, um, for Antwerp. So, you know, congrats to, congrats to the host for, uh, for finishing and, and getting on the podium. Yeah. Impressive way to close it out for Antwerp. A great season from them. We mentioned before that no Belgian team had made the playoffs in the basketball champions league. And, uh, to, to not only make it to the round of 16, to get to the quarterfinals, take down a tough Nisney team, make it to the final four and then win third place over a historic program like Rosa Bomber. Great season for Telenet Giants Antwerp and their fans. So congratulations to Antwerp. Uh, and Dave, to, to close out the podcast here, let's go through some of the awards that were unveiled on Saturday night. Of course, the MVP for the season, Tyrese Rice from Bomberg. He wasn't able to lead his team into the final, but I think he was pretty clearly the MVP of the season, just including the, uh, the regular season, the round of 16, and the quarterfinals. Best young player, Tamir Blatt. Best coach, Roll Moores from Telenet Giants Antwerp. And, and those were all three uh, relatively easy decisions, right, Dave? Uh, yeah, we uh, we had all three. <laughs> Both of us had those three. Um, 
the other ones, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, you look at the guys and and uh, uh, you know, I'll let, I'll let you you know give the team and I, but I think that all of them were, you know, were definitely worthy uh, worthy uh, recipients of the the All Star lineup first team. Yeah, so looking at the star lineup, the second team we've got Paris Lee, James Feldine, Amathambai, Ovi Soko, and Colton Iverson, and then the first team. Tyrese Rice, Kevin Punter, Tim Abramidis, Vince Hunter, and Ismail Baco. Uh, Dave, no, no love for your guy, Tashawn Thomas. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, but hey, that's my uh, my title for him, Mister uh, Mister uh, No Respect. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean. It, it, it's hard to it's hard to complain about any of these guys uh, making it in, in, instead. You know, I was I was really happy to see uh, Ahmed and Bay on that team. You know, the second the second team uh, star lineup. Uh, I think uh, that shows uh, that shows the recognition that he had a great season. You know, you saw that in the final four, but really you've seen it all year. And that was uh, I was happy that uh, that uh, that everybody that voted uh, uh, put him in there as well. Uh, a little bit surprised that Paris Lee didn't make it to the 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 first team. I think we both had him on the on the first team, uh, but I mean it's kind of hard to to complain about the All Star, uh, the Final Four MVP uh, Kevin Punter being in there alongside Rice. Yeah, I think I voted I picked Paris Lee for the first team, but I think Kevin Punter uh, well deserving and as he showed in the Final Four, really stepped up when it mattered most. And then, yeah, you know, Augustine Rubit was another guy who didn't get onto the second team. Both of us had him on there. Definitely think that he probably deserved that spot over Ovi Soko. But, uh, you know, Soko, decent year for Murcia, no doubt about that. All right, so that's going to do it for the awards. Dave, any final thoughts on the Final Four, the game tonight with Bologna beating Tenerife, or, or anything else from this season? You know, uh a worthy final you know you look at uh you look at the two the two teams that made it there um you know they were right up there in the favorites uh you know in the in the in the contenders all year um and and both of them showed uh showed why why that we consider that um, and you know, again, just, you know, you have to tip your hat, uh, if, you have to tip your hat to Tenerife, you know, for, for going through the road that they did and getting there, uh, and, uh, you know, for, for coming through that, um, you know, that tough start in the, in the, uh, in the semifinal. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of, of, uh, you know, of, of, of that, that quality that you saw in Bologna. And I mean, Hey, you also have to tip your hat to, to, to Shasta Georgievich, you know, I mean, he took over this team that, you know, you know, I think, I think some of us were kind of surprised that, that, it, that the move was made when it was, when it was, but you have, you thought, okay, well, Hey man, that's a pretty good move that, that uh, Bologna was able to grab uh, a coach with uh, so much acclaim as, you know, Georgievich who's, who's, you know, taken the Serbian uh, national team to, you know, second place uh, at the World Cup at the at the Eurobasket and at the Olympics, uh, to go grab him and then to to put his system in and and make the changes that he needed to to make to get his team to play the way they are. Okay, they didn't make the playoffs and all the things that we talked about, but you know, you also have to tip your hat to him and tip tip your hat to the to the leaders of that of that organization to to have the fortitude 
to to say, well, you know what, we we have a chance to bring this guy in. Let's do it because we have a chance to win a title. So you know, congratulations to Basic Skitty and everybody down there in, in Bologna. Yeah, I don't think you meant to do this, but you just said fortitude that they had, <laughs> and of course, the the irony. <laughs> Sasha Georgievich was a star player for Fortitudo Bologna in the 1990s. Now the head coach of their bitter, bitter crosstown rivals, Virtus Bologna, helping lead them to their first trophy in Europe since 2009. Pretty incredible story there. So congratulations again to Virtus Bologna, the winners of the 2019 Basketball Champions League. Dave and I will join you again in a couple days. We're going to try to talk to Kevin Punter, the BCL Final Four MVP, in a couple days. So stay tuned for that. For David Hine, my name's Austin Green. Thanks for listening to BCL Coast to Coast. <laughs>